Hey there, this is Matt April, and welcome back to another episode of the Bent on Better podcast, where better means becoming the best you in health, fitness, and overall wellness. This is the show where we use real-life stories and tips to help you learn and improve to make sure you're always getting better. This week, my guest for the show is my future cousin-in-law, Colleen Bolin. Colleen is a holistic health coach and a yoga teacher with a passion for just about everything. In this episode, we discuss the differences between vinyasa yoga and power of vinyasa, overcoming physical hardships, and how you can live a life of enjoyment without sweating the small things. Before we get into our session, I would like to take a quick moment just to thank our show sponsor, Audible. Because you listen to the Bent on Better podcast, Audible.com is giving you a 30-day risk-free trial of Audible.com, where you can download a wide variety of audio entertainment information and educational programming on the internet. Audible sells digital audiobooks, radio and TV show programs, and audio versions of magazines and newspapers. In addition to your 30-day trial, you will receive two free audiobooks. All you have to do is go to bentonbetter.com audible. That's bentonbetter.com A-U-D-I-B-L-E. Now let's get into this show. Colleen, welcome to the podcast. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Colleen, can you please take a moment to introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, and your background? My name is Colleen Bullen, the future Mrs. Colleen April. <laughs> I teach vinyasa yoga here in San Francisco. I have studied with yoga medicine. My background is primarily in vinyasa yoga and using yoga as medicine, truly, using yoga to help heal ailments, to help through injury, to help develop better body awareness. I uh, also studied holistic health. So I'm a holistic health coach, primarily using that in conjunction with my yoga practice to help my students just achieve a greater health and happiness. And I am the blogger behind Living Lean. You can find me online at www.livinglean.com. And it's L-E-E-N. Yes, it's a play on words. It is L-I-V-I-N-G-L-E-E-N. My name, Colleen, and you know, being lean. <laughs> yes, no, I like it. It's 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 fun. It's cool. It's it's uh it's hip. It's nice. Hey, like thanks. <laughs> so, Colleen, can you go into what vinyasa yoga is exactly? Sure, absolutely. Um, vinyasa is really just a, a Sanskrit word that means breath synchronized with movement. So, vinyasa yoga is basically just moving your body to the pace of your breath and allowing your breath to guide your movement. So it's um, primarily the the main form of yoga that you see practiced in most studios. Um, Most gyms offer vinyasa classes, and it's traditionally what you would see um, when you watch all those cool yoga videos on Instagram or you see stuff Mm -hmm. on Facebook. Yoga in San Francisco is so vast. And I have started teaching at a studio called Moxie Yoga here in San Francisco. I am uh, on their permanent sub list. So I'm actually teaching a couple classes next week. So if anyone is listening from San Francisco, come to Moxie 7am on Tuesday, the 25th, 27th on Thursday and 28th Friday, take my power vinyasa class. It'll be great. Um, yeah, no, but I, my plans out here are just to sort of grow within my practice. I recently began my 500 hour advanced teacher training. So just diving deeper into the anatomy, the use of yoga as a therapy and sort of deepening my own practice. Um, 
hoping to teach full time at various studios, both Moxie and hopefully a few others around the Bay Area, maybe establish a few private clients working on the therapeutics that I've mentioned, and also um, hopefully getting some holistic health coaching in too, because quite honestly, that's where a lot of the benefits come when you tie it all together. So you you mentioned a few things there, and and the one was power vinyasa yoga. What is power vinyasa yoga, and how is that different from vinyasa yoga? yoga? Sure, absolutely. Um, You know, power vinyasa has been... I guess, separated as its own practice from the standard vinyasa because, as I mentioned, vinyasa is, you know, breath synchronized with movement. It doesn't necessarily denote the need for cardiovascular or strength elements to come into play. You know, a vinyasa yoga class could be very gentle. It could be a very simple flow just to imbibe some fluid to the different discs in your spine or to create movement throughout your joints and and be very gentle. But power yoga is meant, or power vinyasa is meant to denote more strength based, more of a cardiovascular workout where you're really developing, you know, again, that um, connection to your heart and your cardiovascular system, as well as strength within your muscles. I think that there's a time and place for each, what your body needs is different each day. And I think what's most important is listening to your body and becoming more in tune with the needs. You know, some mornings I wake up and I need a power class. I need to sweat. I need to feel my heart pumping. I need to feel the blood flowing through my veins. And other mornings I feel really sore and I need a gentle flow to create soft movement in the tissues and let everything wake up before I do anything more powerful. It sounds like the just the perfect balance just between the two forms of the one yoga. And I had I had no idea that there were so many different forms of just one yoga. And correct me if I'm wrong, there are multiple forms of yoga that exist and vinyasa is just one of them. Yes, that's absolutely true. Um, vinyasa is just one part of a lineage. I mean, there's yin yoga, there is ashtanga, which, you know, does have a vinyasa basis as well. And, you know, yoga is really based on a philosophic and, and, um, theological, you know, background. This is a religion for some people and it's obviously evolved into much more than that, which is wonderful, but that's where, you know, these sort of lines all get a little tangled and crossed. I always imagine the yoga, um, lineages and the history of it being just like a, you know, a tangled spider web or the, uh, limbs of a tree they all kind of interweave and it's a little complicated how they connect but you know they can be taken in all different directions which is why i love this practice and isn't there a a hanging yoga that exists something along those lines i'm sure there is you know like it's funny in in my study of yoga most recently it's come to light that there's a lot of you can create all your own you know there's a teacher in new york um her name is tara styles she's created strala yoga and it's kind of based on vinyasa, like it's a kind of vinyasa, but it's all her own and it's Strala. And, you know, she's not the only one who's created their own, you know, type. So, yeah, there's probably hanging yoga. There's acro yoga or that might be what you're thinking of where people are hanging from the ceiling. Yes. yes. Um, yeah. Or you do it on silks, you know, so you have a suspension. You don't have to worry about gravity or that silly thing called balance because <laughs> you're being held up by, um, you know, strings in the sky. It's pretty neat. Long silk ropes, I guess, like look like hammocks almost. I have taken um, a few classes. It's cool. It's a different sort of, you get into deeper expressions of your postures. So, you know, for example, yeah, something like crescent lunge, which is, you know, a standard runner's lunge. 
you can get really deep um, into your hamstrings because you don't have to worry about keeping your balance on the ground, you know? That whole idea of allowing your legs to spread further and getting into the deeper stretches of the, you know, deeper layers of musculature becomes more available. Plus, you feel like you're floating and flying, which is really neat. <laughs> I would take the class just to feel like I was floating or flying. I know. I the mean, whole Peter Pan thing, take, I, you know, that's kind of why I enjoyed it. <laughs> you know, I... I feel like that kind of class is going to be very dependent upon how flexible you are. It can lend itself to all body types. I've been at different festivals where they have um, booths set up for, you know, hey, try this. Or, you know, have you ever done partner yoga? Have you ever tried acro yoga? And I, you know, seem quite inflexible and inexperienced people get up there and do some basic poses. And, you know, just even hanging upside down, allowing the circulatory system to reset itself that's a posture of yoga in and of itself and has many therapeutic benefits so you don't have to be flexible at all to do that so what would be like the best way to actually begin a vinyasa session um the best way to get started in vinyasa yoga is in my opinion to start at home uh there if you have a cable service most cable providers have you know an on-demand they have you know yoga on demand uh, if you Google vinyasa yoga videos, YouTube has a bunch of free sessions. Most yoga teachers have stuff online. And you can begin to get comfortable with the idea of a practice. Um, and from there, then you can look in your area and see if you can find beginner yoga classes. I mean, something as simple as child's pose, which is, you know, sitting or, you know, sitting on your shins, letting your hips rest back on your heels and allowing your hands to come forward. You can find pictures of that online. That's a very basic beginner vinyasa posture. Downward facing dog is a very beginner vinyasa posture where your hands and feet are planted on the ground and your hips are high in the air. You get a nice stretch through your spine. These are all like beginner things that you can do. And, you know, the internet's a great resource. I hate to, you know, say you can Google it. But yeah, I mean, that's the best way to get started. It's an internet age, you know, information's out there and available. Just dive on in. So, so you mentioned YouTube as, as one of the resources. Do you have a specific YouTube channel that is like your go-to? Do you have a YouTube channel? I do not have a YouTube channel, not yet. I um, Most of my content is on my blog or my Instagram. How long would a typical vinyasa session last? A standard vinyasa class is about 60 minutes, so about an hour. And are there shorter forms of vinyasa for the people who are maybe a little hesitant to spend 60 minutes in a class of something that they haven't done yet? Absolutely. You can do as short as a 15-minute, 10-minute flow. There's stuff online. There's videos where you can you know, get 10 minutes in, like things like Pop Sugar or even um, there's a website called Yoga Glow, which I use, and my actual teacher um, is on there. Her videos are fantastic. Um but yeah, 15, 20, half an hour, 45, 60, 90, you know, whatever kind of time you have in yoga, we say any movement is better than no movement. Oh, I like that. That's really, that's good. That's Thanks. good. So is this the kind of yoga that kind of requires you to have a, a specific kind of mat? And if so, what kind of mats should my listeners consider getting before entering a class like this? Uh, you can actually find any kind of yoga mat. I recommend not getting a Pilates slash yoga mat. They tend to be a little thicker, more difficult for you to get a grip. Um, sticky mats are good, but yeah, I mean, you can find a yoga mat at Target, Marshalls, TJ Maxx for around 10 bucks. 
and it doesn't have to be any fancy kind of mat. And if you don't have one, most gyms provide them. And if you are practicing at home, you can do it on a towel. You don't even need a mat. What kind of mat do you have? I use a Lululemon mat. It's a, it's called the mat. It's a, it's by Lululemon. Um, other really great yoga mat brands. If you're looking to buy a yoga mat are Manduka and Jade. They make fantastic yoga mats. They have lifetime guarantees on them and they're fantastic for hot yoga, for vinyasa yoga, for Bikram, whatever kind of practice you're into. Um, there is a mat for that. And <laughs> online you can find every kind. So yeah, just checking out Manduka or Jade if you're looking to get a serious mat. Manduka or Jade. Cool. I'll make sure I link those up in our show notes page so people have the quick reference if they were want if they want to know what those names are of those mats are. So I'll make sure I link those up. So Colleen, what would be some health benefits, just general health benefits for people to start doing yoga? What 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 kind of health benefits could they look forward to if they were to start doing some vinyasa yoga? Um, lower blood pressure mm. is one big one that I know a lot of people will come to yoga for. Um, obviously, any sort of pain relief if you are experiencing lower back pain. Um, or pain in specific joints. Yoga is wonderful for that. Um, headache relief, relief of stress, anxiety. There's all sorts of uh, health benefits. But for me, you know, it was uh, healing from an injury. I broke my back and was told I could never exercise again. I had no idea that you broke your back. How did you break your back? Oh, yeah. I've, I've fractured my back um, three times. I fractured it twice throughout my competitive career, and then I fractured it for the third time when I was in my early 20s in a car accident. Um, and the third fracture was the one that they were like, well, you know, you could have surgery, but then you're going to have to have surgery again, you know, for the next, every year for the next, you know, or every 10 years, you're going to have to have like a maintenance surgery, basically. Or, you know, you could do some therapy and basically give up exercise and stuff and, you know, just try to mitigate the pain. And so I spent a couple of years doing rehab and I refused to accept the fact that I was supposed to be inactive as I have spent most of my life a pretty active person. I competed at the national level. I was a division one scholarship athlete. So I decided to try this yoga thing and uh, I was instantly inspired by that breath connection, that breath and movement connection that I spoke about, you know, at the beginning in terms of vinyasa because as an athlete, I had never felt that before. I had never experienced that sort of awareness in my body. And I slowly began to build my strength back um, in understanding the deeper layers of musculature that go into the support of my spine and my abdomen and my core and, and understanding the connection of, you know, your muscles and your soft tissue with your bony structures and how things connect. And, you know, yoga sort of brought me back to life, if you will. So I'm sure you're just so thankful that yoga was introduced into your life. Who introduced yoga to you? My PT, actually. I was finishing physical therapy. I spent about a year and a half in physical therapy after my accident. And she and I were having an argument about whether or not I was going to try to run again. And I kept telling her that I was. And she kept telling me that was really stupid. Hmm. Um, so she said, if you want to do anything, try doing yoga. And I just thought that that was the stupidest thing she could possibly have suggested at the time. Um, but I, you know, I was desperate. I, she was right. I couldn't run. It really, really hurt. 
And so I gave it a try. I went to Sweat Fitness in Philadelphia, and they have a bunch of locations, and they're a great gym if, you know, people in the Philadelphia area are looking for somewhere to start practicing yoga or even just get involved in a gym. Sweat's great. Um, and, yeah, I went to my first yoga class. It was a Tuesday night. Brittany Palastro was the instructor. She's also a Philadelphia yoga teacher. And I was hooked from there. Wow. So way to go, Brittany, on hooking <laughs> Colleen up because that is, it's kind of rewritten your future and, and your, it really and has. everything. Yeah. This girl probably has no, she probably has no idea who I am by the way. Um, <laughs> but I pseudo stalked her for the next, I don't know, six months. I went to <laughs> yoga classes all over the city where she taught. I started following her blog and, and just really, <laughs> she kind of, started that path for me, if you will. And then, you know, from there I started following different yogis and developing my own practice and connecting with people in the city. And look, it brought you to now studying a, taking a 500 hour course, studying vinyasa yoga and being a holistic health coach. Yes. Yes. Quite a journey. And that's actually what my blog's about. You know, living lean is primarily about this journey, about coming to understand myself through a holistic health lens and sort of finding who I, who I am within this practice. You know, everyone finds their way at different stages of life. You know, maybe it's when you're in college, you decide what you want to be when you grow up. And, you know, for me, that was not the case. And, you know, my blog is really about exploring my life through the lens of yoga and holistic health and whatever comes up, you know, healthy recipes or, you know, right now, a lot of the content is going to be geared towards healthy tips for, you know, getting ready for the wedding. Phil and I are doing fun little things from now until, you know, the next, I guess, what, 45 days until we get married. Um, so sharing some of those tips, um, sharing stuff about my yoga practice and things that come up, you know, there's lots of misconceptions when people talk about yoga or yoga teachers. We're supposed to be these like perfect examples of calm and Zen and, and hold ourselves to these high esteems. And, you know, being a holistic health coach, I'm never supposed to have like any sugar or eat bread. And the blog is really about kind of busting those conceptions. Like, look, life is messy and yoga teachers and holistic health coaches are people. And, you know, we, I get frustrated when somebody cuts me off or when I have a bag of groceries and somebody doesn't hold the door for me, it's annoying, you know, or, you know, I, I eat, I had ice cream last night, like, Oh, uh Oh, you know, like I actually had a diet soda too. So, you know, the, you know, you can, you can still live a healthy life and not sort of I don't know. I don't want to say commit a hundred percent because that's the wrong way to put it, but you can be human. And that's, yeah. that's what I love about yoga. And that's what I love about my blog is you know, yoga gives me the permission to be exactly who I am. And my blog gives me the forum to share that with everyone. That, that brings up a really valid point and that we are human. And I wrote a recent blog post on my blog about the 90, 10 rule. And it's all about kind of living your life 90% of the time being healthy, being into fitness, being whatever it is, things that are going to improve your life and, and taking the right steps, dialed in, dialing in your nutrition, making sure that you're eating proper nutrients, micro, macro and micro, eating the right things, the right foods to fuel yourself, the workouts, the yoga, everything like that, 90% of the time. And then the 10% is up to you, however you want to do it, whether it's ice cream and a diet soda, whether it's just sugar, 
straight from the bag, whatever it is, that 10% is up to you because you're human and you do the 90% so you can enjoy the 10% because we all have just one life to live. And yes, we get to live every day. So you have to make sure that every day is worth it. And so being sure that you're, you're staying dialed in and staying healthy to prepare for the future, but still having that time and allowing yourself to be human, be real. And I think a lot of people think, like you were saying, that yoga instructors have to be just these perfect people of Zen and be uh, just super in line with everything. Uh, I get the same thing for me. A lot of people think I'm 100% clean eating freak of nature who just does nothing but eat raw veggies and and like vegetables and or same thing, <laughs> raw vegetables and um, just uh, plant based protein all the time. Like that's not who I am. I have the the sweetest sweet tooth ever, and I live with the queen of sweets, who is always <laughs> baking. And so, um, if I mean, if you haven't already read this blog post, make sure you stop by. My listeners, make sure you guys stop by bentonbetter.com and just search the ninety ten rule of dieting. And if you haven't heard my podcast about indulging, look for my podcast with my wife, my beautiful wife, the blogger behind Fresh April Flowers, uh, Lynn April. We talk about how you you can indulge. It's okay to indulge, but indulge in moderation. And you'll hear it. She bakes things that are out of this world, unbelievably so good. And and so the the, the true testament is is can you enjoy it without having too much? And yes, you you have to. Sometimes I'm the one who eats it a few of them and and I have to kind of dial myself back and bring myself back and usually it's with the help of her being like hey you don't want to do that hey that's enough have you something, seen what I put in that <laughs> something but it's it's just you're you're a human just live your life and enjoy your life and and live it so that you can continue to live and not have to start to focus on healthy things because of necessity. Like take the steps now, take the action now to be healthy so that down the road you don't have a time where you're like, oh no, you need to be healthy per the doctor's prescription. Like it's for you, all for you, do it for you. Yeah. And, and and so Colleen, do you agree with all of that? I think you would agree. That's huge, yeah. I mean, the first of all, I don't know how you don't eat all of your wife's amazing <laughs> because Sometimes. the photos on Instagram and the recipes, I just, oh my gosh, the, everything looks so incredible. And with her, her cookbook too, I mean, all that stuff looks so good. <laughs> um, but anyway, no, I agree. The 90, 10 is a great, a great rule of thumb and that's perfect. And yeah, you know, what you said is huge. That whole idea of taking the steps now, your life is a long time and wouldn't you rather live it? healthfully yes. and, you know, free of all of these sorts of ailments that people are developing later in life based on eating poorly and not taking care of yourself. Like, you know, hypertension, diabetes, high blood pressure, these things are all really easily able to be avoided mm -hmm. just by taking those simple steps to eat better and take care of yourself. You know, you are, you know, incredible in terms of hitting the gym and you take such great care of yourself. But, you know, even that, you don't even need to be, you know, Matt April to be, you know, <laughs> taking great care of yourself. It's just, you know, it's, it's little things like it's eating healthfully. It's, you know, going for a walk. It's, you know, doing, doing yoga. a little yoga, doing a little <laughs> yeah. cardio. It's just, you know, it's the simple things. Like you said, I don't know. It's just, to me, it's so intuitive, but it's not, you know, like now I look at myself and I think, why would I have ever 
not lived this way? Why would I have ever not wanted to feel this healthy all the time? This is a great way to feel. You know, I don't feel foggy. I don't feel tired. I don't feel lethargic. Sure, I get tired. (laughs) But, you know, on a day-to-day basis, I feel great. Right. And, I mean, you just summed it all up right there. And I think... That, uh, that my listeners are really going to take this one to heart because it's just a conversation between two people who enjoy being healthy and see the value in being healthy. But we don't, I think it's for you and for you and me and I'm sure others who are listening, I'm sure being healthy is just kind of, it's it's a way of life. We're not like, I don't wake up in the morning and be like, okay, what's what are the healthy things I'm going to do today to make sure that I can <laughs> indulge this weekend? And now maybe sometimes I do prepare myself like that if I know there's going to be a weekend of indulging like uh, for a bachelor party or something along the lines that is outside of my typical realm of living. And so I don't wake up every day It's and think like, oh, time to go to the gym. Like it's it's regular. I know that I'm going to the gym today. I wake exactly. up and I know I'm going. I wake up. Your body wants it. <laughs> yeah, it's it, if you do. Trust me, if you get into a regular practice, and typically they say that habits are formed within 21 days. So if you can just, I I challenge you. I'm, I'm challenging you right now. Pick something that you want to change in your life. Pick something whether it's to eat more vegetables, whether it's to uh, go to the gym for 30 minutes a day. Pick something. And do it every day for 21 days. Stay consistent for 21 days. And then take take notice of how you feel about whatever that thing is. For 21 days at least. Give it, give it 21 days. Maybe if you feel bold, go for a full month and just try it. Give it a try. What's the worst thing that's going to happen if you're trying to be healthy? You're, you're not going to like it and you're not going to go you're going to go back to your old way. That's that's okay. Just yeah, what's four weeks of your life? Come four on. Four weeks. Exactly. Four weeks. And that, that reminds me of the, that uh, thing that's been floating around the internet. It's uh, what is 4% of your day for a one-hour workout? And it's so true. A, a one-hour workout is only 4% of your day. So I mean, this one for one hour, focus on something healthy. Half hour of, of meal prep for your day when a half hour of walking on the treadmill at the gym or going for a run or lifting some weights, whatever it is. Doing some yoga. Doing some (laughs) yoga. And that is a great way to segue our chat today because I feel like I'm taking up a lot of time out of your (laughs) um, gorgeous West Coast day. I'm sure it's awesome out there. I'm so pleased to be talking to you, Matt. I mean, health and wellness is a passion of mine, so obviously I can talk for hours. But I do want to add to your 21 day thing, because I think that is a great challenge to present to your listeners. And really, I mean, it's simple, but to tie it sort of back into to me and to yoga, because obviously I'm all about myself. No, just kidding. Yeah. Um, something really easy to do for your health. Um, drink a cup of warm water and lemon in your morning in the morning and take just a minute to five minutes, you know, because not everyone has five minutes in the morning. I get it. But a minute to five minutes to just sit still, quiet, with your eyes closed, and just breathe. Just take some deep breaths, and that's it. It seems so stupid, but it helps set the pace for your day. It helps allow you to stay calm. So many people run around so stressed all day long, racing to appointments, racing to work, racing to get to fit in that workout that's even only 4% of your day, but to some people, it seems like it's like, you know, 50% of their day, you know, taking that minute just totally sets up your day. And the warm water with lemon is a great way to 
start the digestive system off on the best possible track. You know, eating the veggies, eating healthily is amazing. But starting that day with a warm water and lemon in the yoga world is the best way to start your day. And I've heard of the many health benefits. I actually brought it up way back in, I think it was episode two of my podcast with a friend of mine, Kevin D. Uh, just I, I start each day with water and some lemon juice sprinkled in it because it, it it's very cleansing. It helps yeah. cleanse your palate. It's really good for your digestive system. I mean, there are other health benefits that I can link up an article about it, but it's it's great. I'm so glad so, you mentioned that. It's, that's fantastic. I do apple cider vinegar too, but that's sort of – you know, as you talked about, you know, if you want to be bold, go for 30 days. If you feel like the warm water and lemon is like an old hat or it's like something like, yeah, 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 lady, we do that already. <laughs> Move on. Add a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar to that. It's going to change. I mean, to me, I love it. My body craves it. It's not a taste that everyone can tolerate, but it bumps the health benefits up tremendously. Yeah, I've heard many good things about um, about vinegar, uh, like apple cider vinegar, raspberry vinegar, blueberry vinegar. They're actually a quite a variety of vinegars that are made from fruits that are apparently very, very good for your health. They are. Yeah. Colleen, what's the best way for people to connect with you online? The best way for people to connect with me online is on Instagram or through my blog. My Instagram is leans lens again, L E E N S L E N S. And my blog is living lean, www.livinglean.com. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for taking the time to join us today and for helping us get just a little better. Thanks, Matt. I really appreciate you having me today. I would just like to quickly thank Colleen again for taking the time to teach us a bit more about yoga. All the information and resources mentioned in this podcast can be found at bentonbetter.com slash living lean that's l-i-v-i-n-g-l-e-e-n thanks again for listening to the bent on better podcast if you want more free tips on how to get better and improve your overall health and fitness levels as well as some other free goodies head over to bentonbetter.com and enter your best email and i'll shoot those right over to you if you'd like to connect with me on social media or ask any questions on social media you can find me on the Bent on Better Facebook page at facebook.com slash bentonbetter. Finally, if you felt as though this podcast added value to your life in any way, please head over to iTunes and leave an honest review. I read every single review and they help the show a lot. I've got some great inspiration on the way, but in the meantime, remember, even though you may be content with your current situation, there is always room to be better. Now it's time to become the best you.